Sunday, April 18, 2010. The impact of solid earth against his knees shocked his entire body, and warm fluid spread through his mouth as his teeth clamped on his tongue. He spat blood and clawed at the nearest tree trunk. Jagged rocks underfoot lanced the thin holes of his boots as he scrambled for perches on rain-slimed leaves. A twig snapped. The attacker sprang toward him. His heart thudded as he ducked under the arc of the knife blade and rolled. Mark's father peered at him, eyes narrowed. Demarcus? Mark stood on the porch of his father's house, but even the memory of that morning's dream or vision, or whatever it had been, clung to his consciousness with more reality than the old man hunched over on the porch swing. Sorry, Dad, he said. My mind keeps wandering today. What were you saying? He'd lost track when his father veered from a recitation of his new model train acquisitions to the familiar refrain about the importance of family and the past. Thomas Richards rubbed his tanned face with both hands and sighed. You tune me out when I try to talk to you about this, so I always give up. I can't this time. He took a deep breath. Demarcus, there's a curse on the Giles family. Eyes fixed on his father. Mark leaned back against the railing. It was the last thing he'd expect his father to say. He laughed. What, a gypsy curse or the curse of the mummy? I am not joking, Thomas snapped, straightening for a moment. This is serious. Mark slid down the railing, curled paint chips crackling behind him, and sat on the wooden floor. The sound of the chips reminded him of the breaking twig in the dream. With sheer force of will, he dragged his attention back to his father's face. Thomas hunched forward again, hands dangling between his knees. I must explain myself to you, Demarcus. Mark, he corrected, my name is Mark. No, it isn't. You're named for your grandmother and your great-grandfather, who, Dad, I've heard the dead ancestor speech a hundred times. His father looked at him. Our past is your responsibility. As it was mine, I have tried to fulfill my obligation to the past, but I've failed time and again. Mark shook his head. I'm not following you. Thomas hissed out a long breath through clenched teeth, knuckles wide on his knees. My mother died 26 years ago today. When I turned 21, she sat me down and revealed to me something that happened long ago, before her father's time, something horrible that brought a curse down on the Giles family. Thomas closed the bleary blue eyes, and Mark noticed the baggy skin under them, the deepening grooves bracketing his mouth. I've waited too long to tell you this, twelve years too long. I thought I could stop the curse, thought I knew how, but I've always failed. He blinked, fixing Mark with a stare. The story of my life. Mark wrapped his arms around his own knees, the same feeling in the pit of his stomach he had as a kid 
when venturing across his dark bedroom at night. Dad, Thomas raised his hand, palm outward, like a bailiff swearing in a witness, and the sunlight illuminated the ridged white scar across his wrist. The responsibility is yours, son, he intoned, his voice husky. You must not fail as I have. Do you hear me? You must not fail, or your children are doomed. I love my father, Mark reminded himself, but he has scared me so many times. You know I don't have any children, he said aloud. I don't plan to have any, so it's just me that's doomed. And Natalie Clarice. He stood up, yeah, and you already took care of Tommy. Tommy.